Welcome back to the Top 100 Lacrosse Pack podcast. This is the Crease Dive. College Lacrosse is back. This is your new host, a new voice, Dukes. We are joined by Intern Nest. You guys are going to notice that Jordy is not with us. Yep, if you're tuning in for the first time this season, Jordy is taking a step back from the podcast because he had sex one singular time, <laughs> one time only, and uh, he's got a new job as a father. But we have Intern Nest on the mic. We're going to have people coming in and out of the podcast. But Nest, need to talk to you first. How are you doing, brother? I um, I can't complain at all, Dukes. It's uh, good to be here. I think uh, you said it best. Um, Jordy is a sex haver. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm one of us had to be. To- Yes, that's that's very correct. It's it's damn sure not me. Um, I can't speak for Dukes, um, but just happy happy. It's one of the three. I'm just excited well, to step in and and be ready to rock with you. Yeah, Ness. I know you have a girlfriend, right? Yep. Hum, I can only speak for myself. But yeah, yeah. I have a girlfriend. She hates my guts, but it is yep. nice to know that, like, like looking at Jordy, like you know, people I think in the lacrosse business look at what Jordy did, and they're like, wow, look at like that's that's who I could be a lacrosse podcaster, and you know, it's nice to know that. Being a lacrosse podcaster, one day I could get sex out of it. So, that Jordy, is, you're an inspiration that, to all of us out there. Yes. Shout out, Jordy, and, and thank you, Jordy. It's it's more of a tangible goal now, knowing that I know someone who's who's capable of doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when the neighborhood guy, like, he goes, like, do you want a lacrosse or something? Like, you know, that could, that could be me. Like, And then, like, Jordy's had sex one time, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe a lacrosse, lacrosse podcaster can get laid one day. Uh, I'm with you 100% there, Dukes. So how do you feel with the college lacrosse back? I feel good. I uh, I had a real lazy weekend. You know, nothing out of the ordinary for me. Got to watch all the lacrosse games sitting on the comfort of my couch. Uh, a couple edibles here, a couple edibles there. Didn't didn't go out to any bars. Kept it nice and low. So I got a pretty good feel on the games on Saturday. But it was it was week zero. So everyone's sort of uh, just seeing what works. My uh, my favorite game to watch was that Hopkins game. So we'll dive into that a little bit later. But it was just good. To, it was good to have lacrosse back on the screen and. It started off hot with Mercer and uh, I believe it was Holy Cross was the first game of the day. No, Holy Cross played Providence. What was it? Mercer High Point. It was close. Mercer look, High look, Point. Look, Mercer High Point. H-H purple teams. Ness, you're not that That's, wrong. Look. You, you know, were, it's tough. You were a goalie at uh, at Charleston, not Cabrini. Not Cabrini like the Sean that you have in the back. <laughs> um, no, but you were a goalie at Cabrini. How were you seeing the ball on Saturday? You know, was the ball whipping around? Were you seeing it well on the TV? How was it? Seeing the ball compared to uh, live action to uh, on the TV, you know some of the some of the better quality streams on ESPN. I'm I'm honing in on that ball. Uh, it looked like a big red r- big red kickball, and some of those blurry blurry uh, blurrier streams, you know, farther back, like that Mercer stream was was back behind the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder to see that ball, but but when I got my eyes on it, I, I'm still tracking it well. I'm good at uh, guessing the mile per hours when the PLL comes around. I like to get the guests out there when they show the speed in the bottom corner. But um, no, I got to give a shout out to the goalies. You know, week zero is hard. You've been seeing rubber from your own, from the, your own fellas all week, all, all, all month. And I uh, think you got to step in and the, these attackmen and middies are just trying to absolutely embarrass you. I mean, the first low to high we saw in, in that 4k in that Hopkins game. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And I, I just want to say, I know it's college across season, but the one thing that I think the PL really honed and you're talking about seeing the ball. Well, you, you played college across. I didn't, I wasn't as good because I couldn't see the ball. Well, and <laughs> I, I, I need the, the, the PLL ball in to be incorporated in college across. 
going from watching that on TV and like in person to seeing the, like the white lacrosse ball. I don't know if it's just me. Like it's kind of like seeing the puck. I think the the PLL ball needs to be implemented in college lacrosse everywhere. Like it, it just does not make sense to me. I think that the, like I don't care if you like college lacrosse better than PLL. I, and people that know me think like know that I I like the PLL better. But I need that yellow ball everywhere in the cross. Do you have any thoughts on that? So I um I was never big on colored balls growing up. Uh, when I got to college and started playing, you know, like you get the six a.m.s and you're a little groggy, um, and you go to an indoor facility and these kids are shooting a hundred high nineties and low hundreds. A, a colored ball definitely would have helped. Um, I, I mean, think growing up, I sort of just chalked it up as if it's not white. I don't care. And yeah. then when I got to college, it would it would have been nice to have, you know, an orange, a yellow in there. But I personally think orange, I think orange is the, at least to my eyes, I think that's the easiest ball to see as a goalie, um, especially indoors. Um, so indoors is tough. Yeah, as a goalie, I didn't see color. Uh, any ball that got shot at me, I would take and accept, but no. Uh, I, I think I, I like the tennis ball color on, on the TV, but I do agree. Almost like as a goalie goalies here chopping it up there's nothing harder there you like i like if i ever got like scouted and it was like a white ball <laughs> inside uh an arena or like in indoors or a white ball yeah. in the snow you're, you're getting 15 easy on me yeah. from midfield i'm not saving that shit um, yeah we we um we used to go to an indoor facility cabrini and it was just it's a smaller field the guys are closer they're not taking anything off their shots you just got to hope coach brings out the tennis balls or, or we had these soft white ones. And when he'd bring those out, it was just like the best 20 minutes. You're just like, wow, yeah, yeah nothing's yeah. going to hurt. I'm invincible. And then, you know, he takes the softies away and you're like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like you got, you, you got to just keep the soft ones out for me just today while we're inside. <laughs> They're shooting 90 from seven out coach. Yeah. I saw Jordy has something like that. He was like, Coaches that are warming up the goalies today. Remember, this isn't for the goalies. This is for you. Just like tucking yeah. far under. And I was just like, fucking A. Like, I remember like now looking back at like coaches warming me up. They were probably just like, fuck, like, I feel good it's, today. It's like when you see one go by, when you're like yeah. shooting in basketball, you see one go in, you're like, I feel it. Like coaches yeah. must be like, you know, if I, if I suited up today. That's like, uh, especially if you're not the one, usually that one goalie, the guy getting the start gets a quality, you know, they're, they're, they're getting their points when those two threes and, fours and fives get in there in college i mean those coaches are just having a shooting gallery the accuracy's gone they're they're dropping their sticks they're just out there having a good time so i i respect it i i would do the same but like you said sometimes you're in the net you're like what the fuck i thought this was my warm-up so. yeah so yeah we'll, we'll just jump right into things right here segue a little bit uh ness you're gone no i'm here no worries okay at you're all. here all right so i just want to say like let people know first this isn't going to be the podcast that me and Jordy did. You know, there, there won't be like a dynamic that me, Jake, Jordy had. This is obviously Jordy's baby. Me and Ness aren't trying to be Jordy. We're not trying to be, um, like redo what or me and Jordy like established, me and Jake, Jordy established. But we're going to incorporate some things that we did in the past. We're going to try some new things out. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to try to stay. We're trying to be the number one lacrosse podcast on rumble. We're trying to be a top 100 lacrosse podcast in general. So starting out first, we're going to do a fuck, Mary kill segment. And as I'm looking at Nestler in a helmet, I think that like, <laughs> I think that that might be my, my fuck. No, I'm kidding. But um, here, I guess, yes, you want to go Maybe. first and fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, I got you. I right, got you, you go three good ones. We're going to fuck, Mary kill in the, in the cross world. We're staying away from the humans. 
Right, like Faulkner is still inanimate objects. And maybe like last weekend's games, um, anything in the yep. lacrosse world, this kid's anything. I got three classics that any any good lacrosse fan in the last 20 years will, will, will have some hard time choosing between, especially goalies. So your three options are the Eclipse, um, lacrosse goalie heads, one, two, or three. I believe there's a third generation out now. We're going the original Pro 7 helmet, the OG Pro 7. Um, and then the third one is Homewood Field. So I'm going to make you choose between those three iconic lacrosse um, equipments and, and field there. So the floor is yours, Dukes. You want me to fuck, Mary kill a Pro 7 Homewood Field? And what was the last other one? An Eclipse goalie head. If you were an Eclipse guy, I have a yeah, third option kill, for you. Kill the Eclipse goalie head. I wasn't an Eclipse guy. Oh, that's... I'd... I'd fuck. Wow. I'd fuck the pro. Se- ah, yeah. I fucked the pro seven because I could never get with the pro seven. The pro seven, my head was too tiny. I couldn't fit in the pro seven. Um, it's like oh kind of like that girl goodness. you couldn't get with in middle school. Uh, I was a CPXR guy, <laughs> so I. You had that shit tight on your head, didn't you? The yeah, CPXR. yeah, yeah. You the yeah, little... couldn't even see out of the top. So I'm gonna fuck <laughs> the pro seven. I'm gonna marry Homewood Fields. You, you always gotta marry the girl that you can't get with either there. Um, and then I'm gonna kill. You're gonna kill, you're gonna kill the eclipse. See, I was I was loyal to the eclipse, so I thought I might have gotten you there. Um, were, were you a nemesis guy back in the day? I think I was. Maybe like a shield That's, towards high school. I forget Dukes, what name I, was. Dukes, you know, you've done a lot for me, and I really appreciate you. But I mean, you should have known it was never gonna go right, right yeah, then and there. I know, I know, I know. Look, it was never gonna go right, and it, 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 some people, like I said this to like all the time, some people dreamed of playing. Division one, D two, D three lags. I dreamed of being a lacrosse podcaster. Um, that's that, that's admirable. What, what's your what's your answer? Fuck for fuck Mary Kill. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry the Eclipse because that's just it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, and I'm I'm probably gonna fuck the Pro Seven because that was the swag back in the day. Uh, little little seven seven year old, the fourteen year old me and Chatham had a Pro Seven on. I felt like. I had it the first year it came out and I wore it until, you know, the X's and S's were coming out. I, I yeah. remember wearing, I believe I might've worn a pro seven, my senior year of high school, which is still pretty late. Um, and I'm going to have to kill Homewood. You know, that's coming at the history of the game there a little bit, but you know, I was never, never a big dream of mine to play in Homewood. However, if the PLL is looking for a goalie to sub in one day, I would, I would play at Homewood, but uh, no, I'm going to kill Homewood there for sure. Dead. Right, I'll go with mine Saturday. Go with mine really now. quick. I'm going to fuck Hunter Chauvet's shot. Hunter Chauvet, Hopkins, freshman, next Mac O'Keefe, with the most beautiful shot I've ever seen in my life. I watched ever. it maybe 500 times. It was it was legitimately just sh- sh- straight to the spank bank. It was the most beautiful shot I've ever seen in my life. Um, we're going to be able to watch that for four years. Do you even get a COVID year with this guy? Uh, I, like when do COVID years stop? Is that like going to stop anytime soon? I'm just going to assume think- that everyone just gets a COVID year for the next <laughs> 10 years. So we'll probably get like five years of this guy. It'll probably be like a number, the film or four draft pick in the uh, PLL. We'll watch this guy shoot beautiful shots for the next 30 years. But Hunter Chauvet, I want to fuck your shot. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to marry. Actually, let's go what I'm going to kill. What I'm going to kill. Let me pull up his name. I want to kill. I want to get the name right. I want to kill Will Barnes, the BU goalie. 
not even kidding. He might be the best goalie in in the country after yesterday. I watched St. Joe's versus uh, BU. We had this guy at work, Diego, who I might actually have to kill instead. And he gave out St. Joe's money line, like lock of the year. Everyone in the office takes it. We played against the best goalie of all time in um, Will Barnes. So Will Barnes, I, this isn't like really a choice. There's nothing against you, but I'm going to have to kill you. you. You legitimately ruined my day, ruined like half of Barstool's reputation, like ruined Diego's reputation. Um, so like, Will, shout Will out Barnes, Diego. yeah, shout out Diego. Great guy. Happy birthday, by the way, it's his birthday today. Um, Happy birthday, yeah, Diego. Will, Will Barnes fucked Diego so hard. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to kill him just cause he might be the best goalie in the world. And what I'm going to marry drum roll, please. The PLL bar down lounge in Springfield, Virginia, right outside DC, me nest. Frank the Tank, Dana, we're going to go down there next week. I'm going to be there from the 14th to the 19th, full week basically. Uh, should be a great time. Link is in the Crease Dive bio. It's in, on Twitter. Um, you, you can get it everywhere, but it should be a great time. I went last year. It's one of the most fun things that you can do in lacrosse. So many goals, so many beers, field side access. You get like right on top of the players. It's an experience like none other that you can like go to in lacrosse. If you've never seen sixes, I highly recommend going to it. I know that like sixes isn't for everybody, but if you like a good time, just come check it out. It's a place where the, the only lacrosse game I think that the goals exceed the beers drinking because it's legitimately like 60 goals a game. <laughs> I don't even think it's like I tried last year to do a beer every goal. We didn't even make oh it past like the God. first quarter. Um, oh my goodness. So, so fucking hard. But yeah, I want to marry the PLL bar down lounge. Look, and I, I, I've been doing, I did like dry January, lost some weight, been running again, been on my workout grind, drinking fucking green juices. And I am ready to let that all loose for the next I week. love it. And, and, you know, people that know me know that I put up fucking Wilt Chamberlain numbers in the bar down lounge. <laughs> I'm going to be. I don't even know if I can say this so now. I'm going to Respons- be like, you're going to be responsibly. I'm going to be uh, responsible, res- responsibly mangled. And I, I know that Dana is going to be like putting up a historic performance himself. It's going to be a blast. You don't want to miss it. If you're anywhere in the two hour radius or even fucking, if you're in a five hour radius, I highly recommend you come Frank, the tank coming Dana beer is coming me and Ness just along for the ride. Happy, happy yeah. to be there. Um, oh yeah. It should be, should be a great time. All right, I um I respect that Mary fuck kill. Um, you started off very strong uh, with saying you were gonna fuck Hunter Chavette, Chavette, however you pronounce his last name. His shot. Um, that, it, it it the shot may not have came through uh, my audio, so my his shot end, might I, not have came, but I did. <laughs> he's he's unfucking believable. He was he's circled on my board. Um, I'm gonna get, dive in a little bit more on him a little bit, but I'm. I'm going to have to – I'm going to – I think I have the same list as you. I'm hey, fucking yeah, in shot. I'm, I, I guess I have to kill this Tendy because he screwed you over. So I ride with Dukes. Like we said, it's nothing against the Tendy. He did his job. It's just you fucked Dukes. You fucked over Diego. And yeah. and the bar school people who were riding, they, they all lost their money. I was going to bet St. Joe's. However, losing my bets over the weekend, I decided to pull, pull back a little bit and go, I'm not going to bet this game. Luckily, I, I wasn't on the Diego crew, 
and then I'm going to marry the bar down lounge. I've never been down to the champ series, the, the rumors and stories I've heard of Dukes and the videos I've seen, um, which I'm sure a lot of the internet scene are unbelievably hilarious. Um, I'm hoping for another sideline interview just to witness Dukes and his element. I did have one question for you, Dukes. With us going down Wednesday, Valentine's Day, uh, shout out our girlfriends. I'm um, fucked. Who we will both not be with on Valentine's Day. I want to know what you need out of me that night. What's my quota for a responsible beers drank? I'm trying to get my name just within 50 feet of the rafters. You're up there. I'm not worried about what Dana Beers is going to do there, just his performance on Twitter and Instagram and, and social media in general. The beer community is, is not worried about him, but I need to know what I I need to do in your eyes to, to get up there. You, you need to drink so much that you forget that it's Valentine's Day and that your girlfriend hates you, to be honest. You just need to just drink as much as you possibly can. Um, but it's not even about the beers you drink. It's not even the beers you drink. It's the memories you make, and it's That's the friends fair. you make along the way. And the friends that you forget and the friends that you <laughs> see again at a bar down lounge, you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot that I met you. Um, oh, shit. I see you in Baltimore. I forgot that we met in D.C. already. So, like, those friends I that you make it. along the way that you're kind of like, how do I know you? It's like, oh, I saw you at the bar down lounge last year. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the friends you're supposed to make on Wednesday night. That reminds um, me a little bit of when I met uh, Dan, uh, Dan Arestia for the first time down in uh, down at Baltimore. Homewood, mm-hmm. down at Baltimore. And I, I – I was drinking with Dukes, you know, when Duke says jump, I jump. When Duke says sit, I sit. And we had a great time. No, don't going, make me see. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not blaming Duke. I'm not blaming Dukes. Just saying we had a great time together. I'm I'm his sidekick. I'm right there. I'm his uh, I'm his Robin to his Batman. So we're there having a good time. The Sunday rolls around. I'm banged up. And I see Dan Arrestri and I shake his hand. I say, it's a pleasure to meet you. Like, big fan. And he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, we, we met yesterday, buddy. <laughs> I, was, I, I was so fucking certain we didn't meet. I was like, no, we didn't. He was like, no, you were bombed. I was like, nah, like, I remember every second of yesterday. We didn't meet. And everyone around me was like, dude, you guys 100% met. So yeah. that's a good example of what the Bar Down Lounge can be like. Um, I'm happy to say I'm a big fan of Dan's. Um, I know he remembers that moment. He's throwing me a couple funny comments about it. It just cracks me up that. I, I thought I was on I thought I was on my A game and apparently I wasn't. But the bar down lounge did not disappoint when I was there, so I'm, I'm very very excited to see it. And it's in. Let, let me clarify clarify something for you. You were on your A game like that, right? There I love that. That's fair. That's, that's fair. A, that's a bar down A game. Yeah, that's true. Let's uh that's let's jump true. in. Let's jump into last week's games a little bit. All right. Let's do it. So obviously, I think the big store game to look at was. Probably the Hopkins Denver game. Would you want to say? Yeah, I think that was the biggest. Let's go into that. There's one other game that I'll say competed with that, but we'll go into Denver. Completes the comeback. I'm not sure how many goals it was exactly. Um, Believe they outscored Hopkins seven to one uh, from the start of the fourth quarter to overtime. So it was a pretty brutal collapse. My numbers are wrong there. I know they're pretty damn close. Um, Yeah, I know that it was one of those. I was hungover because, again, it's February 1st. I turned on the TV for a little bit to watch the game. Next thing you know, I'm like, I right, like fucking Hopkins has this in the bag. Like, I get it. We got, we see the storylines. I can go on the podcast, talk about like how Hunter Shaw vets like the next fucking real deal, the next coming of Mac O'Keefe. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, let me just turn it back on. And I just catch the last minute 
and oh the buzzer goodness. beater. Holy shit, what a game. And I wish that I, it's one of those moments where like I could lie about I could come on this podcast and be like, oh, like I watched every single second of every single game. But <laughs> it's, it's, un, it's, it's unrealistic. And I think that people that have been listening for the past couple of years know I'm a huge college basketball guy. I have other duties at Barcelona oh, yeah. with college basketball. So it's like I'm splitting hairs trying to watch everything I can. But I caught this game. JJ Silstrop, what a stud. Six goals on the day. Um, but he kind of ruined Hunter Shaw Vets coming out party. But um, I would like yep. I would like to hear your thoughts on this game. I know you're pretty locked in on Hunter Shaw Vet and the, everything going on. So what's your thoughts? So I I actually followed this Hunter Shaw Vet kid on, on Instagram years ago. I came across a video of him absolutely ripping some goalie to shreds. And I, I was like, this kid's seven, eight years younger than me. I'm, I'm following him. I'm going to message him, telling him whatever you're doing is working. Just keep doing it. I never fucking messaged the kid. Kind of forgot about him. He got he got out of my algorithm. I turn on the game, and I see this kid shoot the ball. And I was like, holy fuck. And I see his name pop up on the screen. I'm like, that's that's the kid yeah. from like five years ago that I saw ripping twine when he was a freshman or sophomore in high school. And I'm just like, I go check my Instagram. I'm like, yep, 100% him. I see his Hopkins videos. I didn't even know he was going to Hopkins. And his shot is unbelievable. And it got me so fired up to be locked in on the cross and just be able to, to watch the games and talk about him. Cause I mean, that's the shot kids dream of. You're in your backyard doing that low to high when you're growing up, whether you're a goalie, a long pole, a short stick to midi, you're, you're doing that shot in your backyard. Um, I'd like to go back and see how many low to highs he has on his six goals this year, but he's, he's special. Um, I'm going to, Stop sucking his dick, and we're going to move on. It was it was an epic collapse. I love the goalie for Hopkins. I thought he played unbelievable. I was cracking up watching him dive for balls at the end line that he <laughs> yeah. wasn't even close. He's in the crease, and there's a guy four feet from the end line. He's just, like, falling in the crease. He just loves getting dirty. thought he played really well. Everyone knows him from Cornell. Um, but just it's hard at the end when those goal, balls start falling and you feel like you can't save it there's nothing scarier than someone winding up from 15 out with time expiring shooting through one of your defenders. I mean, I could have told you when that kid got the shot off that he wasn't, no matter the powers that be, we're not going to allow Chase Erland to save that shot. Yeah. And then Hopkins, then Hopkins goes in man down and just fucking, they don't get the ball. I don't think they got the ball in overtime. Penalty runs out and Silstrap goes fucking low to high and same exact spot Hunter Chavette did. So it was good. It was fun lacrosse. Trying to see if I can share my screen right now, just to show people that don't know Hunter Shaw. That's let me see. I, I'm literally operating off of a fucking <laughs> 2010 iMac. So here we go. You, can you see this? Oh yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then with that big shot, oh. I mean the goalies. That's he, he my then, one buddy said, "What the goalie just guess?" I said, "That's really all you can green. fucking do." The kids. Eight yards out on the wing and just—it's not even a guess. It's like the deception. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the deception from this his hands and his shoulders. It looks like he's gonna go low, and he, and just, he just brings it up. It. I mean, that's legitimately for my money. I, it's one shot, and I, I've seen this kid play. Isn't he from? I think he might be a Lawrenceville kid. I, I have no clue where he's from. I think he's got a brother or a cousin on Hopkins that that grew up in Cleveland. I think he grew up somewhere up north. Um, I think he's got a Canada sticker on the back of his helmet. I'm, I'm, I gotta do a little more research on him, but he's fucking good. He definitely played at Lawrenceville, that's for sure. But I'm not sure where he's from. From yeah, I don't think yeah, he's from yeah. Jersey. 
Oh, wait. Trying to pull this up next. And then here's the game winner. Look, it's 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 week one for everybody. I am trying to produce <laughs> and like look up clips and like I probably should have had this ready, but it's week one for everybody. All right. Um, can you guys we're, see this? We're, we're getting loose. Uh, I can't see anything right now. All right, let's try this then. Oh yeah, here it comes. DJ One pass to the top of the box for an outside shot. Screen. Yeah. So I'll put this I down. Think it was cool. it's, it's the guy right there who jumps up in front. To yeah. Ch- screen chase. Chase Erlin. The I think it actually sneaks under that closest defenseman to us who backs up. I think it yes. goes right by his leg. But how much That's- do you think, as a goalie yourself, how much do you think that jump right there by the guy on the crease? actually affects the shot like or not the shot just like the ability for chase early to see that i mean it, it's tough because like it's hard to tell what angles he's at but i mean there's nothing worse than someone shooting the ball like through it's such an unorthodox shot um i'm sure if he was even in the littlest bit of chase Erland's way i mean that shit sucks it's it's something that doesn't happen a lot in the cross there's not a lot of screen play like it's not like hockey where goalies are Trains right. since they're little, they're seeing the puck through all the defenders. And lacrosse is just too, there's too much space for that. So that's why it's just such like a lethal shot. And I think it was Quinn, whoever was on the call, basically scripted it up before it happened. And like I said, that sucks for a goalie. You're there and you're, you know, all you have to do is save the ball. And all you're thinking is like, don't let it in, don't let it in. And sure as hell, he let it in. But I thought, I thought Hopkins played great. I bet on Hopkins. Like I said, every team I bet on loses. So I was rude for Hopkins' money line. I wasn't worried about the spread. Um, so they broke my heart, but it's hard not to tip your cap to Denver there. And then yeah, I wouldn't really consider that the first upset because, you know, it was is Matt Brown, Denver's first first win as the Denver head coach after the Bill Tierney era. Yep. Um, you know, Hop is a team that I think can definitely make it back uh, to oh, championship yeah. glory, to championship weekend. Look, I, I called Hop dead like last year. I, I was so out on Milliman. John Crowley ends up. I, I'm like one of the biggest John Crowley fans out there. I think he's yep. going to make an incredible head coach, incredible guy, incredible recruiter. As soon as he got with Milliman, you know, I I, I kind of wanted to do the 180 on them, but um, it turns out that I'm a stubborn Long Island guy that can't back away from anything <laughs> and can't back away from the take. So I'm willing now to to back up from that. Team. Hop Hop is very good, and I I think that they are going to be a uh, force to be reckoned with because. That's a team that I think could win uh, the Big Ten. Speaking of the Big Ten, we got our first upset there. Colgate takes oh, yeah. down Penn State, thirteen to twelve. Thoughts on that game? Thoughts on the upset? Thoughts on uh, if Penn State and Tamboni are doomed this year, or if they can uh, make it back for another Final Four run? My my first thought is I, I can't believe I didn't get Colgate money line. They closed the door at plus one thousand eight hundred. I would love to see if there's anyone on the earth. Who had Colgate money line on DraftKings? If you're out there, send in your slip. If you want to Photoshop it and send it in, that's fine too. I'll believe you. I won't look at it for more than a second. But I didn't watch much of that game. Um, I'm not sure if it was on ESPN. I was going between all, a lot of the games on ESPN, but I didn't. I didn't really touch it. And then I started seeing highlights on Twitter, and uh, that's got me a little vested. And someone was live tweeting, and for them to intercept the ball with 13 seconds left and just run right down the field and score a goal in the crease. I mean, that's, it was a great party night at Colgate. I can tell you that for damn sure to, to beat a team like Penn state um, feels great to beat them like that, to sort of let them stick around the whole game. Colgate was up a lot. I believe um, usually when a team like Penn state finally gets that game tied, you're like, Oh fuck, they're going to end it somehow. 
and Colgate's the one that ends it right in the crease. I mean, those boys, they, they went home, they showered, and and they fucking partied. And, and I love that. It's one of the best things about sports is getting a big win and partying with your boys. So I think Penn State isn't isn't out. I think they have a deep roster. I think it's hard to make a run like they made last year. Um, I think two years ago they weren't great. And then to make the run they made last year, I don't think it's realistic for them to drop all the way down again. Yeah. So I would expect Penn State to sort of bring it. I liked um I think they got a big game this week against Nova. So we'll that that'll that'll be a little bit of a tougher test. Yeah, and they got they got returners from last year, like TJ yep. Malone had eight points. But again, mm-hmm. I think that Jack Fracken, the the goalie for Penn State, caught a little bit of this one. <laughs> Didn't play well in the beginning of last year, turned it on towards the end, turned into I think I believe one of the best goalies in the Big Ten and actually the nation in general. And he was vital part in that final four run. But towards the beginning of the season, I really didn't trust him and didn't think he was – honestly, point blank, I didn't think he was very good. I thought that I I, I could step in at some points and be like a, a better option for Penn State. No, I'm joking. But um, – Hopping in there with your nemesis. Yeah, your nemesis. yeah. But, I mean, to give up – to save 35% of your shots. Any, I mean, I'm, I'm big no. on – if you go – if your goalie goes 60 and you go 60 from the X, you, you should win the lacrosse game. But yeah. 35%. Jack no, you can't you can't you can't be under 50 in a game it'll happen but you gotta you gotta try to keep that number d1's tougher you gotta you're right around 50 55 is like that that all-american sweet spot d3 you get a lot of guys going 60 percent but you can't you can't be in 35 that's danger territory really? that's yeah that's when it's hard to be like it wasn't my fault but i you can't blame the tendy as goalies know we don't blame the tendies no matter what um i do now but, uh, by the way i do but i blame tendies now it's i'm sorry i i i mean i know you're, you're like i don't i'm no i'm no longer i'm i'm far removed from being a goalie so like now it's like i'm, I'm in blame goalie mode i'll take i'll take the goalie i'll be the goalie head of the podcast I, I'll, I'll i'll carry that torch yeah i'm like the defensive guy i mean that's that's, that's the fair. role i play yeah i think that uh you know you, you can't blame goalies but you're like can you like Probably you know, <laughs> goalies just like have bad games. I mean, yeah, it happens. I mean, yeah, I've, I've great had my day. Sure bad games. Yeah, great, great day to be Peter Baum. Um, let's look at some other games. Anything else stand out to you um, from the from the weekend? Like, I know Duke fucking kicked the shit out of Bellarmine, which like, yeah, like that that happened. <laughs> I mean, Brent, Brennan no, O'Neill still really good at lacrosse. That's like I, I kind of really Joshuaata. Yeah, Josh Awada had a uh, had a fucking great, great like welcome to Duke moment. Um, he kind of went off. Um, I think Merrimack uh, deserves a little shout out. Um, I think they're their second year D one here, coming out with an opening win against Bucknell, who hasn't been the greatest per se. But I still think that's a big win for Merrimack. I think watch out for them, sneaky, sneaky team to look out for. You get those guys uh, who think they're getting disrespected coming from the D two level. I think they're out for some blood. So yeah, I think Merrimack's good. I think they're going to be a great program for a couple of years now. Um, like uh, they're probably like in the NEC or something. But Merrimack's good. That's a uh, that's a good team. Uh, let's and, let's move to the Mar- Maryland Richmond game. Double OT. Oh yeah, that was <sighs> you. You take the lead with this one, Dukes. Unless you want me. Unless you want me to go first. I don't want to be a Maryland hater. So you go. I'm not a Maryland hater, but I'm going to say two things. Richmond's either really, really fucking good or they just have Maryland's number. 
um, or Maryland's not as good as, as they should be. Um, I thought Maryland was going to handle them, um, but Richmond plays Maryland really fucking tight year in and year out, it seems. And it just seems like they can't get that win in overtime. Um, but watch out for the fucking spiders. I mean, right. Every time I thought Maryland was going to pull away the, the spiders, that goalie down in Richmond, he played unbelievable. Um, I'm not sure his, his age, um, if he's young or old, but he played unreal. And then that offense scored when they needed him to. I mean, it would have been great to get one in OT. Maryland really didn't let him breathe in overtime. I didn't see Richmond get any good shots. Um, but um, I, I think the Spiders are a team to watch, as always. I'm a big Spider guy. Had had some friends who played there. But, um, yeah, I don't hate Maryland. It's just you expect a team like that to be able to take control against a team like Richmond, and they really haven't for a few years now. So I, sh- I shouldn't be su- as surprised as I was. Yeah, I think that, you know, having a goalie like Logan McNaney, um, veteran goalie, led you to Final Four, led you to a national championship, you know, having him for a double overtime game is always going to help. Um, then you, you got Braden Erska, uh, probably botched that one, but he's a stud. I think he's one of the, I think he's one of their better players from last year, but I, I just was hoping for, I guess, Maryland to take a step further with the core that kind of came back from last year. Um, and then returning McNaney. So I don't know. I expected more of Maryland. I think they're going to be a team that I, they're, they're final four pick for me. I mean, I, it's just when you return a core and the talent they, they have, and you bring it back with Tillman for one more year it's it's tough for me not to like that. So I was a little disappointed, but I mean, they got the fucking win. So at the end of the day, who really fucking cares? It's all hearsay. Yeah. We're just like having this sports talk radio bullshit that like, <laughs> yeah, they, didn't win, yeah. they didn't win by enough. They didn't cover the spread. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, it's, like it, it's a fucking February game for Maryland. I do not care that they did like, didn't like win by more or anything. Am I nervous? No, they'll be back in fucking May. That's the end of the story really with that. Um, is there any other like low key? I feel like those were like the big like, games and loyal, like, Loyal kicked the shit out of Georgetown, but like, um, Rutgers uh, big win over Lehigh. I wasn't sure. I haven't been as tuned into Rutgers since Kirsty left. Um, and uh, there's people saying that Colin Kirst, when he beat Lehigh in the tournament, he changed the trajectory of that program forever. Uh, Kirst will never say it himself, um, but he 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 sat on the bench for four years at Lehigh and then kicked the living shit out of him in the tournament two years ago. So. Still, kind of feels good to to see to see Rutgers get a win, but you know, the the, the Lehigh Hawks are not a team to sleep on. So, so I think that both those teams are going to be kind of sticking around from the Patriot League. Um, kind of a slept on game there down in uh, I think it was down at Rutgers. Yeah, look, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't really watch anything outside of those games. Um, yeah, I watched. I caught some, some games. I caught some where it's just like, yeah, like I think they're really fucking good. I caught some of the Syracuse Vermont game. I. Uh, Syracuse is unreal. Yeah, like that that trio of Leo Thompson, Joey Spina is so fucking good. Will Mark and Cage. Did did you that, did, did you watch enough of the game to see the two Princeton guys on Syracuse? I was thinking of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sitting there with a handle of bourbon, just slugging it because their yeah. names just kept popping up on the screen. Yes. Um, so and then uh, and then I saw like Christian Christian Muley got fucking like decked in the uh, Colgate game. Yep. I respect yeah. a play like that, though. Um, that guy came in and just fucking took his head off, and uh, they were talking shit to each other going to a, going towards the box. So I, I love a gritty play like that from both guys. He wasn't – he was standing his ground. The kid who hit him turned around and said – he probably said, I'll fucking come and knock your fucking head off again. Yeah. 
Yeah, like and you just know, like the like the the way that I'm trying to look this up right now because it's so fucking funny. But Christian Mulay was just talking so much shit. It was so fucking Long Island. Like I I loved it. I I'm trying to find. He, fo- he followed his ass all the way to the box. But I don't even I know what to like. Look, I don't even know what to like. Mulay sure. Colgate, like I don't even fucking know. If you said been Syracuse hit, it might pop right up on Twitter. But while you're looking that up, I uh, another game I bet on was Georgetown, like minus 300 against Loyola. Loyola, <laughs> beat, the, Loyola beat the living piss out of them. Yeah, it 18 was, to it, 10. I think I tweeted during the game, like, Georgetown, like, wake up, or Georgetown, like, please help me, just, like, begging for the betting gods to come through. They yeah. never stood a chance. Um, I think if I'm Loyola, that's, like, one of the most disrespectful lines I've ever seen to come out that much of an underdog and to beat the shit out of a team 18 to 10. Um, if I'm those guys, that's just enough to piss me off for a couple weeks until the season really gets rolling. So, so I guess the, the like, close down of last week's games, what was the team that impressed you the most? I, I, it might be Denver because I thought Denver was kind of like, they came out as a huge underdog. I thought maybe everyone was right that Hopkins is really fucking good and Denver's not going to be the best. You know, they haven't, I can't tell you last time they were in the final four. Um, I know they had their glory days. I know they've had some really good teams, but I sort of was, was out on Denver and they got me, they got me right back in. I mean, I, I watched them. That's probably the one game I watched the most, and they just quite literally willed themselves back into the game, and Hopkins didn't do themselves any favor. So Denver definitely surprised me the most, I think. Yeah, and I think that my my, my chalk is probably going to be Syracuse. Just what, what they what they were able to do in those first two games. I know it was Vermont and Colgate, but what the freshmen looking like sophomores and the, the yeah. steps and leaps they made in the offseason and the, the two fre- uh, Princeton transfers. Look, I'm not saying Cuse – He's like gonna win a national championship this year, but Spolino will Spolino. win a Toraton in the next. It's either that Spolino, like everyone's talking about CJ Curse, Schellenberger, Kavanaugh. Just put fucking Spolino in that conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah, like he he is so goddamn good. It, the people that were saying like last year after one game, like you see a boss should he have been with it. Shut the fuck up. Insane. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. He, he's he's special. I think it's. Cross is one of the sports where you can just tell when people are that much better than everyone around them. I think that's why you're able to pick out those top five guys. He uh, he doesn't get the love he he should probably be getting. Um, so I'm happy to be I'll, – I'll be a Spolina podcast any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, Spolina, come on. Yeah, come on. come on out. We won't play fuck, hop, Mary hop on. Yeah, hop on. No, a- we'll, we'll do whatever you can. If you got any ideas, we'll do it your way. You're, you're the superstar. We're just, we're, just here to, we're just here along for the ride, like Duke said. Jumping, closing it, closing off on the week, mid major, major performance of the weekend. Ness, do you have someone lined up for you? I have, I have two guys. Um, I was trying to stick away, get away from the games we talked about. Um, both just coincidentally happen to be former Cabrini players. There's, it's just absolutely a monster coincidence. Um, I would never go and search for Cabrini guys to try to give this shout out for. Uh, first one is Cole Wesner down in Harford Community College. He puts up four against Salisbury. He hasn't played lacrosse since the year 2020, uh, an official lacrosse game. He's back. He's with a former Penn State commit. He's unbelievable at the sport of lacrosse. He's going to tear it up uh, for Harford this year and just watch out for Cole Wesner in the future. 
he he's the type of kid that 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 if if he does what I know he can do, we'll we'll be watching him for a few years. Eventually, eventually on the big screen. And then my other one is uh, Brady Ron or St. John's, the Johnnies, uh, D. Mitty, gritty guy. Uh, on the Cavaliers last year, Cabrini, and uh, he came out with assist in his first game. He also got fucking dropped, which is just always funny to see. He claims he went down on his own, but um, shout out those two gritty guys, two gritty schools, and uh, hopefully the Johnnies can go and get a win this week. They dropped one to NJIT, which, again, I bet on the Johnnies as well. When I tell you I didn't win any lacrosse bets, I went 0 for 7. So it is what it is. You just got to move forward. Where did Cole Lesnar play in 2020? At Cabrini, he was uh. <laughs> I, he was. Did you just do two? Did you just do two Cabrini guys? Uh, they they they're both Cabrini former Cabrini Cavaliers, but they both are. Uh, they're both making a name on the scene again for two different reasons. So I had you, you said mid major, so I went mid major. You went mid major um, with with St. John's, the Big East team, as a mid major. I, I I might be misunderstanding the word mid-major. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I know what a mid-major is. I thought you just meant anyone outside of uh, the big games. So that's what I went towards. But but for real, that Cole Wesner kid's no joke when I was talking about him. That's not just a shout-out for a shout-out. He's he's one of the best lacrosse players I've ever played with. So I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up somewhere in the next couple of years. Where is he going to end up? I would love to see him on it. I don't have any. I I, do you think he'll be in the PLL? He's the tight. He has four years of eligibility. He never played college lacrosse. He went from Penn State to Cabrini. The COVID COVID happened, canceled the season, and he sort of just went and did his own thing. He started working, and then we picked him up for War at the Shore last summer, and and that was one of the first times I'd seen him since then. I kept in touch with him. Um, he still got it, and then he he decided he he wanted to go back, get a little bit of an education, and play some lacrosse. Uh, from everything I've heard, so is he twenty uh, seven? It, it's he's probably twenty. He, I think he just turned twenty two. He's four years younger than me, so I'm twenty. I'm twenty six, so he's twenty two. So with all the with all the COVID years and stuff they handed out, he's just like a regular guy out there. But he's gonna, um, he's, he's going to be Brandon Whedon for the PLL. You're saying? But he's going to be twenty-eight year old rookie. If 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 he if like I said if he does what he's capable of just just watch out for him and 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 I'm excited to see him play. I'll I'll shoot you over a couple. What's his pro comp? Oh my! I mean, like a a slithery Mark Matthews. I mean, he's just so <laughs> he's so naturally gifted, and he and he's got that stick hanging around everywhere. He, I'll send you a couple highlights of him before. Uh, the COVID canceled our, my senior season war at when the he shore? was a freshman. No, from Cabrini when we were war, when he I was want a the freshman. war at the shore. War at the shore means more more to me than a COVID Cabrini year. No, it wasn't war a at the COVID. shore. It was is before me. It was before COVID, dudes. This is when everyone's at. The, we're coming off the natty, defending the. No, title. I know, we, I know. When when it got canceled, twenty twenty. Yes, but before yeah. it got canceled, everything was everything was real. It's not like the seasons after where you had fucking eight games and you're picking and choosing <laughs> Fine. your fucking schedules. Fine. I guess I didn't know how the D three schedules worked after those years. My mid major yes. major performer, Morgan O'Reilly, Sacred Heart, seven goals, two assists, Ooh. nine points total. That's that's great. Uh, just to be shout clear, out to gonna... Kevin. Shout out to Kevin who helps us out with their social media. I would have never fucking seen that. And he was like, "Yo, should we give this guy a shout out?" Like, I go to Sacred Heart, but I'm on the club team. Like, he did really well. I was like, uh, "Like, 
I was like, you mean major? No, no, you just, you're just feeding me. Just give me every single Sacred Heart major performer. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just a bunch of Cabrini and Sacred Hearts guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin does a great job behind the scenes for us. He's uh, he's an absolute lax rat. And so shout out Sacred Heart Lacrosse, and but specifically Sacred Heart Club Lacrosse. Yeah, he loves he loves lax. He's good at it. Um, he's great, great help behind the scenes. Let's get into the games. Let's close it out with Let's some games it. of the weekend. Ness, I know that you had four. So I was saying to Ness, like, I don't really want to go game by game, blah, blah, blah. Let's give our picks. Let's do this. <laughs> we're going to get into gambling soon enough. I'm going to talk to that later, okay? Next week, we'll get dive into it more. But right now, we're just going to do picks. We're just going to do picks, all right? We're just going to do picks. Nice and light with the picks. And then we'll get it. We'll slowly incorporate gambling more into the show. Um, starting next week, you'll see why. That's a little hint. See why. Um, Ness. A little surprise. What are the four games that uh, stood out to you? This weekend, we got Maryland versus Loyola. We got Virginia versus Michigan. And Penn State versus Villanova. And the fourth game of the week, Johns Hopkins versus Georgetown. And Which I one do you Johns want to touch on first? We don't even need to talk about the Hopkins game because I just remembered how much Georgetown fucked me. So Hopkins by 20, hopefully. Um, let's talk about that Maryland-Loyola game. Because like I, I think Loyola, like I said, came out firing. Maybe a little chip on their shoulder because of the betting odds. I know those guys are keeping eyes on that. Um, and Maryland's got more to prove with like what we were bitching and complaining about them not winning by five goals against Richmond. So we'll touch on that one first. I guess we're if we're, if we're doing a pick. I'm actually going to bet on you know Loyola coming off a high end win, uh, an underdog win. Pulling it off twice sounds like a lot. So from a like a, we're not talking about betting, but if we're talking yeah, we're about betting, yeah, we're definitely not. I'd be, talking like, I'd be like, that. we're not talking about betting. But if I was talking about betting, I'd be like, Maryland, you know, survives a two overtime game. Loyola has like an, a highly emotional like underdog. Look how we started the season. Woo, we're going to win a national championship. Then you fucking play Maryland. You're like, fucking smacks. Yeah. And then next week we're talking on the pod, being like, holy shit, like. Of course, Maryland was going to kick the shit out of Loyola. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't even think this is a question. I'm, I'm taking Maryland. Um, the only thing that scares me is two names on the Loyola roster that I just want to shout out. I know one of them. Matthew Minicus. Yep. I, I don't even know if it's Colin Minicus's brother, but this is what you need to get out of the top 100 lacrosse podcast. When I do my research, I say, oh, I know Colin Minicus. He's good at lacrosse. Oh, there's a Matthew Minicus. They share the same last name. So I'm just going to guess that he's has the same exact game as Colin Minicus. And Colin Minicus was really fucking good at lacrosse. So that scares the shit out of me betting against him. The other thing that like it terrifies the fuck out of me of Loyola, and it has for a couple years now, is Mustang Sally. Mustang Sally is the most intimidating man in college lacrosse. For nothing he does in the lacrosse field, but for everything he has from the first name to the last name. That's the most intimidating name in any sport, I, I think, like ever. But Mustang Sally <laughs> was, bo- was born to be a Division one lacrosse player. And uh, those, those two names scared the fuck out of me. Um, that's kind of my analysis on the game. I, I, I think Maryland's just going to smack them. Yeah, I think Maryland is going gonna, is gonna to snap. I'd love to see Loyola keep it close and even win. I mean, I – if I don't have a dog in the fight, I like rooting for the underdogs. If I'm gonna pick a team, I'm probably with Dukes. I'm I'm probably gonna take Maryland, but um, it'd be it'd be nice to see Loyola come out and and maybe shock some people, and then then we'll really be talking about Loyola if they can come out and give Maryland either a dog fight or just or just hand them an L and send them packing. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's a show me game. You know, you, Loyola yeah. keeps this tight with Maryland. That probably tells me more about Loyola than it does about Maryland this year, to be honest. But I agree. I think Maryland's going to keep sharing them. <laughs> Georgetown Hopkins. Georgetown Hopkins. Georgetown coming off that it, I'm going to call it embarrassing 18 10 loss to Loyola. Hopkins with a heartbreaker. Bounce back, uh, I think last night, like 13 to 5 against Towson. But Ness, tell me, what do you think happens? You think Georgetown bounces back? You think Hopkins responds to their first test post heartbreak against Denver? What, what what do you see here? And we know and we I know think, last year we know last year Georgetown started off very slow. Yeah, made it through a week Big East, and then what happens? What Georgetown does every single fucking year in the tournament. So <laughs> Georgetown Hopkins, what's your prediction? Um, I think I was being a little too harsh on Georgetown. I do think they're a good team, um, but I think Hopkins. I know you you're you're not going to be the one to say it because you're not going to pull that one eighty. I think the hop is back. Um, and that's coming. Oh, no, I'm saying it. They're back. I love them. You pulled the 180 now. You're, yeah, you're yeah, back. yeah. Because of Crowley and stuff. Yeah. I think- John, again, John Crowley, what he did. I, I had guys at Lehigh when he was there. He's a phenomenal cross mine. Then what he did at Hopkins as a player. I mean, the story sort of wrote itself for him to come back and revive that offense is awesome. I think Hopkins is going to dominate this game. Watching them play Towson, they kind of just took control of that game and just didn't let Towson breathe. I don't think Towson's a bad fucking lacrosse team at all. Um, so I'd expect Hopkins to, to, to come out firing in this game too. So I'm going to take the hop. I will say one shout out to on Georgetown, you know, obviously they got talent all over the field. They'll have guys going to the, uh, PLL and you got like TJ Haley, uh, who's the fuck Graham Bundy jr. Fucking stud. But they also have uh James ball who was a top recruit, went to Yale for a little bit face off X. Um, he, he's, you know, couldn't find himself really in the rotation. He's probably like a top, like two Fogo or top recruit in, in the class, but couldn't find it time, time, like playing time at Yale. So found, seems to found a home at Georgetown, had a good game against Loyola, went like 73%. Seems like so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just something. It's tough to go 73% at the X and, and lose by eight goals. That's for right. That's, that's, for that, that would tell me was. The goalie asleep, or did just nobody get off the bus for Georgetown? <laughs> I'm going with Hop in that one. All right. Moving on to the next game. What was the third game that you said again? Virginia versus Michigan. I that's believe the one I'm most, most believe it, yeah. That's you're my most excited for that one? Yeah, that's my game of the weekend. Uh, you want to take it away first? Yeah, so I think I think Virginia reloaded a lot. I, I really like that freshman coming out of uh, – I think it's McDonough High School. Uh, McMillan, McCabe, McCabe Millen, number one recruit McCabe in the country. Millen, yeah. Dad's He's, Mark Millen. Yeah, obviously MLL stud. Had the camps, Millen lacrosse camps that a bunch of kids used to go to. Um, and actually, just sorry to cut you off, Ness, but did get no announced today that Jack Boyden, the stud D three player of the year from Tufts, is going to come out of the box. It seems to have a. Uh, Schellenberger, McCabe Millen, Cormier trio at attack. So we're going to see some McCabe Millen at attack, but just want to say that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. That, that, uh, Boyden kid from the, the, the Tufts kid. I was at the Cabrini Tufts game and I watched him score the, the, the grossest goal I've ever seen with my own two eyes. He pulled up with one hand from, he, he was easily 12 out. 
I mean, he's running across the top, and he shot it one-handed. Tufts quite literally beat the living shit out of Cabrini. Um, that's fine. I'll, I'll wear that loss. Maybe I didn't bring enough energy in the crowd. Falls on my shoulders. But, um, yeah, that kid's really fucking good. It's going to be cool to see him come out the box, but that attack line is going to be nuts. So I'm excited to see the freshmen. It's, it, it's cool to see the freshmen go out and play the first game of the season to go from high school. You know, you, you do fall ball. You do all the scrimmages. Everyone plays. It's hard to get a read. T- to know you're going out and getting a start in that first big one against a really good Michigan team, that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. But I, I think yeah. Virginia is going to come firing. Yeah, and, and it is. You're right. It, it is a really good Michigan team. It's a team that got their first Big Ten title under their belts. Um, they they took Duke to the wire. They they made a run in last year's tournament. Um, they lost some pieces. They lost Zawada, but they still have yep. enough people that returned on defense midfield. Um, you know, especially like Ryan Cohn, who, and then I think uh, what's his fucking name. Can't even find it, whatever. But yeah, Michigan returns a lot of people. That's all I know. Um, and it, but uh, speaking of Virginia, that's the team that I re- really like high on. Point being is, I think Virginia. It, I'm a Notre Dame guy. I'm a Notre Dame guy. I'm a Notre Dame guy. Yep. Shout out Chris Conlon, Notre Dame, and the fellas. But if you're just looking at roster wise, like in, like just looking up and down Virginia, it's like they got the goalie, they got Nunes, they got Cole Castner coming back. You know they got to have some more lanky defenders to, to, to come in for, like, uh, Solstead. Yep. You have Jack Boyden, who comes from Tufts. And what I think he's going to play is the role of uh, – fuck, help me out here. Merrimack transfer uh, 41, Charlie Bertrand. He's going to take on, like, that Charlie Bertrand oh, yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's going to be fucking dirty out of the box for them. You got McKay Millen, Schellenberger, Peyton Cormier. You got, like, studs like Joey Terenzi, who was a Manhasset kid, uh, redshirted last year. He like he's someone that I'm expecting to kind of like come in, have the redshirt year, get built bigger, get builder. I saw him in high school. The kid was fucking dirty. Um, <laughs> so I, I like he was he was a top recruit. He was fucking dirty. So you know I, I think Virginia has the goods. I think they have the goods. Um, you know I think Michigan returned a lot of pieces, but they didn't return everybody. And you know I think it's yeah. going to take some gelling to get used to. And I think that Virginia's talent just outmatches them. And uh, I, I think Virginia gets this done. I, I do want just one last note on Virginia. Um, Virginia Cavaliers, Cabrini Cavaliers, they're the fake Cavaliers. I'll be the first to say it. Um, if if you're thinking Cavalier, any any respectable person's thinking Cabrini, I'll die on that take. Just just had to put that out to the public. Uh, but again, I think Virginia's going to win, and uh, they got a fan of me this year, so I'll be watching. Right, and Cabrini's the real Cavaliers for about two more months, and then going into Penn State Villanova. Oh my fucking god, dude. <laughs> Ridiculous! It's a time of mourning. Uh, we'll have a funeral. We'll have a funeral. We'll go. We'll go to the last game. The last Bear, home Bear, game we'll It's against Salisbury. They're bringing in the big guns for the last Cabrini home game. That'll be a fun game to go to. Oh I'll hold shit! You to that. I'll, I'll, I will go. You're gonna have to. I, I'm gonna be trying to fight every Salisbury fan and player. So you like, guys should all bury your jerseys on the field. I'll fucking let the team bury me. That'd be sick. A sick way to go out. What if Salisbury just buries them? It'll hurt so bad. It'll hurt more than any loss I ever would have had to him. I lost a game in double OT to Salisbury. It will never – a win against Salisbury to end the year for Cabrini, I'll I'll personally storm the field. That's a guarantee. I will too. How about that? I will too. You can hop on my shoulders. Penn State Nova. Nova's first game of the year. I think Penn State bounces back. Yeah, um, 
I think Villanova is always sneaky good. Um, kind of always kept up with them when I was at Cabrini, but like you said, Penn State was a wagon last year towards the end of the year, and they went on that run, and they were one goal away from playing in the natty. I find it hard to believe they're going to drop a game like they did to Colgate and come out slow against Villanova, who's – I believe this is Nova's home opener. Or, sorry, it's at Penn State, um, but it's Nova's opener. I think both teams are good, but I think Penn State just has a little bit more to prove than Nova does. Uh, I mean, it, it fucking sucks to lose a game like that to Colgate to open your season, and I know they're going to come out pissed off. So I'm taking the Nittany Lions. Yeah, I'm going to sneaky take Nova here. I, I think they have, like, just some up-and-coming guys. Um, you know, they don't have um, – they don't have that, like uh, – like, what's, what's his – fuck, I'm blanking so hard tonight. Fucking the cannons. Matt Campbell. See, I'm so good, but I'm just missing. Matt Campbell. They don't have a midfielder like that right now who, like, I feel like could step up and, like, get the goal that they need. But Penn State looked so unpromising. I think that Villanova have enough guys to get the, get it done. Um, they got Justin Capola at X Garden City guy, so that always gives you the edge. Um, so I, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Villanova in this one. Any other games stand uh, out to you really this weekend? Not not really. Um, you know, I'd be demanding that we talk about Cabrini, but they don't play till the 17th, so we'll sleep on that one for another week. Yeah, I got. I mean, you got Syracuse Manhattan at 4 p.m. Marquette Lindenwood Marquette trying to put Lindenwood's programs in rest. Uh, but at least we have some Friday lacrosse to look forward to. Um, yes, just looking through the schedule. What, what the, that's just the Mar, that's Marquette. Oh, Lindenwood getting four. We're not talking betting, but yeah. If you're looking for a fun line, look at that Lindenwood game. I think that some fun games that just like stand out to me that we won't really dive into. BU Vermont. That's like a great like mid major major game. Uh, to Northeast schools battling so it out. Yeah. We never really clarified for the guys who don't know what mid major means. Mid major um, is not like a power conference. Like, okay, yeah, okay. like. All right. I see so what you're like, saying now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you know I, I'm yeah, not gonna. I'm you know lying. what? For, it's it's week one. I'm not gonna make fun of anybody. I'm not gonna make fun of anyone. Um, but yeah, I think that's a game to look forward to. UMass Army. I think Army's a national championship sleeper. Um, so just Love that. look at look out for Army. Um, I know that's like a trendy pick right now on the cross Twitter, but I do I do think that they are a little bit of a Final Four national champ sleeper. So if you want to watch a little bit of them, tune in there. Um, one game that I'm, I'm also intrigued by is Navy Hofstra. That just, that speaks to me, but that's all, that's all I really got. You have any closing remarks? Um, nothing, nothing really to touch on. Just one sort of random game that stands out to me is Mammoth versus LIU. Um, <laughs> that's just why, trash. Just why, long why, 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 trash. why are you asking? There just happens to be a Cabrini guy on Mammoth. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I, take, I I'm taking Mammoth. <laughs> we'll yes, we'll be keeping you the boys. What'd you say? Curse of the week, by the way. You want to do it? Yeah, yeah. Let's hop into it. Um, got my curse of the week lacrosse at. So, this week's curse of the week honorable mention is Hunter Chavet. Um, back to back hat tricks. Told you guys I'd be touched on him a little bit. We 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 gave him as much as we could. The, the kid's phenomenal. I labeled him a freshman phenom. Just love that saying. Uh, he's going to be a name to watch out for. So congrats to Hunter Chavet, Chavat, however you pronounce it. Follow me back on Instagram. Um, the other shout out I'd like to give is to the Colgate Tendy. He didn't put up a lot of uh, you know numbers that'll pop off the sheet, but an honorable mention for the the, the Colgate Tendy. That's that's a big performance. 
to, to get a win against Penn State like that to open the season uh, as a goalie, that feels good. That's something you can hang your hat on. And for this week's Cursed of the Week winner, J.J. Silstrop, Denver lacrosse, six goals. It's it's hard to ignore talent like that. I, I was leaning towards Hunter Chavet at one point. Um, Chavat, I'm going to say it every time, however you say it. But J.J. Silstrop with a great game, four of the last four goals for Denver. That's a gritty performance. It took a lot of heart, and he took the game into his own hands. Uh, so that's your first ever 2024 Curse of the Week. Just just watch out for when CJ starts playing because I'd be shocked if a lot of these awards start going to him. But we are going to mix it up this year. It's not going to be handed to the curse guys. They get they get first come, first, first serve. Um, but just excited to be giving out the award and might have some shirts to send out to some of the winners for some of the guys. So keep an eye out for that. No promises. We don't make promises on this podcast. But if I do get the shirts, I'll be DMing you maximum three times. And then if you don't answer, then I can't send your shirt. If your boys want the shirt, they can have it. It'll be uh, it'll be custom made and and we'll be ready to rock. You got like you got like psycho girl girl rules there. I like that. Um, <laughs> again, reminder: if you're listening, please buy tickets to the PLL Bar Down Lounge. We greatly appreciate it. Um, let's, yes, let's, sir. I want to see everybody there. I want to meet the people. I want to want to drink with the people. I want to talk across. I want to hear about like. Your your school that's getting closed down because it's a Division three program. I want to hear about all this. So come down, drink with us, talk to us, do everything. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Crease Dive, TikTok, Stool Crease Dive, uh, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, Crease Dive. Follow me, Hughes, on all platforms. Internet, what do you want to plug yourself? Uh, Matt underscore Nestler forty on Instagram and M Nestler forty on Twitter, baby. Hop Sweet. on the and wave. Then- we're going to be talking lacrosse and a whole bunch of fun shit. Yeah, look, this is just the first step. Uh, we're going to get some guests going. We just wanted to find some chemistry tonight. Uh, let's get some subscribers on YouTube. Let's get that subscriber count. Like, it takes no no effort. Like below. None. Subscribe. Follow us on Rumble. Make us the number one official college uh, or just lacrosse podcast in general on Rumble. Um, that's all we really got. Thanks, guys. Ness, any closing remarks? I, I got nothing here. Just just excited. To, lacrosse is back. It feels good. I'm, I'm happy to be it's sitting shotgun with you driving the ship, Duke. So I think I think Jordy left in good hands with you, and I'm I'm happy to give you whatever you need. Thanks, guys. Be nice to each other. Stay safe. See you next time.